Oh, dear sweet confidence. Do you finally feel like you can take just a little bit deeper of a breath now that we have gotten through this election season? Or do you feel like maybe not at all because now we're coming up with the holidays? Well, listen, if you're feeling stressed or anxious, you know what I'm here to tell you about forever and always. Better help baby. Better help is a therapy app that matches you with counselors. It's affordable. And, you know, traditional counseling wasn't really for me. I didn't realize online counseling was exactly what I needed to feel comfortable. And the best part is financial aid is available. I know therapy is a privilege. We acknowledge that. But, hey, maybe you could get this as a gift for someone this holiday season. Wouldn't that be great? It's a private and safe online environment. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 20 for hours. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living your happier life today. And as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI for confidently insecure. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash ci hello confidants welcome back to another episode of confidently insecure the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything And I've got my friend here this week. I want to introduce you guys to, we rarely have dudes on this podcast that are straight and white. And that's not me being like that. That's like, I don't love that. That's a thing that we do, (laughs) but it just happens to be that we don't really talk about things that straight white males are interested in or do. But this is my friend, everybody say hello to Abby Robert. Hi, Abby. What's up? Abby, you're a stand-up comic and a writer and a producer of podcasts, and you actually have a new podcast out that I just did about and self-help. And a woodsman. And a what? Oh, you're a, a woodsman. woodsman. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. We'll get into that. But uh, okay. we've known each other 10... I don't know. How long have we known each other? Uh, At least seven years. We have not had sex, which is like great. Yeah. That's like you're in a very rare bubble of <laughs> straight white dudes with good faces and jaw lines that are just my friends, truly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we like we always pass by in the comedy scene. Uh, a lot of the confidants know why I didn't fucking stay in the comedy scene. Um, but I found a different way to do comedy. But you were always around like doing mics and shows and stuff. And. I, I said this on your podcast, but you were actually one of my like stuck memories about trying to get sober. Cause I remember you like got sober and it was a big deal for you, right? Yeah, we were talking about on your podcast how like if, if it wasn't for me, you never would have gotten <laughs> sober. You would have never, you know, gone on to do all these great things. Okay. And, and, you know, and you're and it's 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 the least I can do. And <laughs> I'm super super happy I could help you. The funny part is on your podcast, we were both trying to remember a conversation where he had, and I was thinking of a conversation that you, I told you I was getting sober and you were like, 
yeah, this is great. Like, I hate it when people are like, I'm going to get sober and it lasts like three days. And I'm like, wow, you have no willpower or whatever. And I'm sitting there like, and you're yeah. like oh yeah, totally. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then like a few days later, we saw each other at the comedy store and that was the conversation you were remembering. <laughs> right, right, right. And I had, I was drunk. I, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did not stick around. Yeah. Tell us about That's your okay. new self-help podcast. So I have a new podcast. Give me one sec. I'm just going to adjust my camera. What does your new neck tattoo say? (laughs) We got to get that out of the way. We got to get it out of the way. It says uh, infinite intelligence. Whoa. Why? Uh, I just wanted a neck tattoo right there and I couldn't think of anything. And I had, uh, and then I was like reading this book and it kept referring to that. I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. It's like a neck tattoo. And then I got it and I'm like, fuck. How did that happen between like the two days since I've talked to you? Well, I had, I'd been planning on getting it for a while, okay. but I didn't actually do it. Don't you have a neck tattoo that says unemployed? I have, a, I have another one that says employable. Oh, Jesus Christ. You guys, if he wasn't committed to the fucking comedy bit, you can just, you get the vibe of <laughs> from his tattoos. I just think neck tattoos look cool they are you know? very cool i see i've seen chicks start getting them like little line things and i'm like oh that's yep. badass i don't know yep. if i could do it though uh whenever i see a chick with like a little tiny subtle neck tattoo i think it looks so cool yeah but like I, but i like want like a very feminine girly neck tattoo like right here too get like a little flower bush or some shit harry styles kind yeah yeah, yeah exactly wait so you didn't tell us about your podcast oh so i have a podcast <laughs> it's called uh it's called Big Strong Boy Cast. It's about uh, trying to become a bigger, stronger, better boy. And uh, it's a, it, it is not me telling people what to do. It's just me just figuring things out, you know? And I got on the table, I got a bunch of personal development books, self-help books, informational books when it comes to like spirituality or business or just, mm-hmm. or growth. And they're all on the table. Me and the guest kind of go through the books and hopefully the guest has, has, has some sort of relationship to mm-hmm. one of the books, you know, whether it's a, uh, a book about quitting smoking or a book mm-hmm. about building a business or like anything like mm-hmm. that. And we get to talk about it. We can also make fun of it. Cause there's also like a lot of like cheesy yeah. kind of corny sort of like weird stuff in the self-help space. And, uh, I think it's a really good idea. Like I've already told Abby this. I'm like, if you do this the right way, it could be very good. So don't fuck this up. But I'm not, just, yeah, just the idea that like, you're a dude who's going through this kind of transformative period of his life. You're about to turn 30 and you're not afraid to be talking about this emotional stuff. I am afraid, oh. but I like Being discussing afraid. it and, and going into it. Yeah, you just got to lean yeah. into fear. Fear is like, it's good to go towards it, I think. Mm. And how long have you been sober? Uh, seven years, not in a row. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been sober two and, two and a half years. Great. Yeah, we talked a lot about that on his podcast. Yeah, if you guys want to go over there and listen, I'll link below. You can get a little bit more depth about it. I got to make sure I release it in time. Oh, <laughs> or you know what? Maybe it'll just be a mystery. I'll have to fucking put it on my podcast. Yeah, you can find me yeah. on social and when the time's right. We'll, exactly. We'll, yeah. And the reason why you're here today is because, like, we're jokesters. We're friends. We're jokesters. Yep. We like to yep. fart around with our trauma. Like, we like to... Um, cope by uh bits essentially like finding a way to compartmentalize trauma into uh our career and you have like such a unique 
upbringing and story that like I kind of forgot about until we did your podcast the other day. And then when we started talking about it, I was like, oh, my fucking God, you have to come on and tell your story. And so we're friends. So I might sound a little bit ignorant just for the sake of like that's okay. getting the audience involved and like understanding. So like that's my first question is, were you in a cult? Yes, (laughs) but very chill cult. And I'm still kind of in it a little bit. I know going back to it which is fucking crazy i heard this yeah news, like this week earlier that you're going back yeah i didn't go i i, I didn't set foot in there for like 14 years and i went back this summer and had the best time ever so the cult i mean it's debatable whether a cult is the right word to describe hard no it's absolutely right? a cult yeah okay. no cult is is a great word to describe it okay. but but how, but it's like is it is cult the right word yes but how bad is the idea of a cult oh jesus christ abby okay let's back up let's back <laughs> for example up. like like fans of uh like ariana grande are a cult yeah. you know it's a big cult is stan culture i wonder if the word cult comes from culture anyways let's back up let's back up so you were born into a family that were like balls deep devout so so i was born in a very unique place so i was born uh uh my parents were living on a hari krishna commune Mm -hmm. uh, in pennsylvania Mm -hmm. in the middle of amish country in pennsylvania so it's like a hari krishna commune surrounded by amish people surrounded by crazy racist rednecks oh wow and yeah and so i was born actually in the amish barn my parents no. decided to go to the Amish place to have us because like, they're like really good at like giving birth, like all natural births and stuff oh, like wow. that. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know Yeah. That. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they only charged like $300 to us. What? Like, which is, it's, yeah, it's a pretty good deal. The hospital would have cost a lot more money, I think. I would think that they wouldn't charge you because they're like religious or just good people, right? Yeah, they got to keep the... I was about to say keep the lights on, but then yeah. <laughs> they got to keep the lanterns burning. Jesus Christ. The oil is expensive. Yeah, the, yeah, that, the oil ain't cheap. So you grew up in a commune. So, I thought you were so from Canada. I am from Canada. So, so we lived there, uh, and then my dad, it was the only cruelty-free dairy farm in America. Oh, my God. Which sweet. is pretty cool. And it's still around to this day, actually. Huh. But it was very much like... It wasn't autonomous, you know what I mean? You just mm-hmm. kind of work and like the the temple kind of owns everything and it's mm-hmm. just like it and it was kind of mismanaged. My dad didn't see eye to eye with the way they were running things. And then also like the area wasn't the best. I like apparently they're like the Ku Klux Klan was setting up like a chapter in the area. And this is like oh. in the nineties. And like the newspaper did a poll of like what people thought, and it was like surprisingly high number of people weren't against it. And my dad was like, okay, I don't think I want to raise my kids in this area. I love area. that your community did a poll in a newspaper. Um, well, in my community, it's just, a, I don't even, I literally don't even remember this place. I have no memory of it. I, I left when uh, I was like six months old. Oh, and is that when you went to Canada? And it wasn't my community. It was like the neighboring town. It was Got like the it. city newspaper. We were in the commune. We were completely removed from everything. Got we were it. our own little isolated little, it was just a dairy farm, basically. Got it. But 
you you were telling me uh the other day that like there was there's like balls deep Hari Krishnas and then there's kind of like subtle yes chill. yeah Hari Krishnas are very on 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 so many levels you know what I mean can you there's explain the, to the listeners what Hari Krishnas believe yeah so uh I'm gonna do, I'll probably do a a bad job of explaining and if you're our Hari Krishna and you're listening message me and educate me and then i will in future interviews do a better job explaining it but this is from my from what i've put together just growing up around it and talking to people and stuff our christians believe that like you know we're we're stuck in this and we're in we're in the material world we're in this and 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 they believe in reincarnation they believe in karma we're stuck in this endless cycle of reincarnation and life is inherently suffering and it's the same thing over and over and over again when the ultimate goal is to transcend this material world and be in Godhead where you're beyond all things material. It's a whole other existence. You know, you're there with Krishna and, and it's infinity and it's beautiful. Okay. And, it's, and it, it's our little minds can't understand quite grasp it. Right. In order to get that, you have to, you have to be it, every, every life is a, is a practice and you get better and better at it. And the goal oh. is a, it's a, it's an endless practice of, of, of being renounced and completely revolved from all material desires. And, and, oh. And, and by being being renounced from all material desires means everything you do is in service of Krishna and that's and that's how you do it. So you slowly and then there's there's uh, there's practices, you know, like the ultimately it's like, you know, you're celibate, you have no intoxicants, you don't do anything. You literally just you wake up early, you meditate, you eat, you pray, you live in service of Krishna, and like that's the ultimate goal is to live like the most religious spiritual life completely. And that sounds like a lot of religions but what it's pretty much all all religions are pretty much the same uh it's got some uh, the aesthetic of it i mean it's like hinduism it's a form of hinduism they believe in all the same gods Mm -hmm. as the hindu gods they just believe that krishna is the supreme personality and other people believe that shiva is or brahma or or ram or something like that okay and what brings it into like culty territory do we think what makes it culty is the fact that hard krishnas don't really uh um if you are serious about being a Hare Krishna you don't really hang with non-Hare Krishnas you know like the most culty thing is growing up mind you Hare Krishna is like the ones I grew up with the ones I'm still friends with like like we're all very chill and I I I always refer them to different but it's like I don't know yeah it's like going back to a cult so yeah exactly so I'm yeah the basis of logic here yeah but like we're (laughs) very chill about it and we always joke about it being a cult and make fun of people that take it too seriously you know what i mean there's like you you want to still subscribe to the ideals of it but you don't really want to subscribe to the idea that you can't be with other people who aren't so in the in like in like the jewish religion there's like hasidic jews Mm -hmm. who are like the very serious ones on saturdays they don't Mm -hmm. do stuff and everyone's Mm -hmm. like that is all goofy none of this makes sense and like even like Mm -hmm. jewish people then there's ones that aren't serious at all they're like yeah i'm kind of jewish you know what i mean (laughs) i'm like someone who grew up with that it's just it's a part it can't not be a part of my identity because it's such a big part of my life for the right. first 20 years and then i got and then i drifted away and it got completely shut off to anything spiritual anything that wasn't truly founded in like established science right and then i started shifting the other way more and now i i love it and spiritual stuff and i don't go oh this is everything i don't right. i don't say i don't say anything's anything i just say right. oh this is this is great i i enjoy this mm-hmm. You know, I don't, well, I'm not, whatever I believe doesn't affect the way the universe works, but mm. whatever I do believe can make my life a little better. Right. And right? so you growing up part of the Hare Krishna, like religion slash cult, I don't really know what we're calling it, but, 
or like if I'm going to get backlash for calling it a cult. No, but, no, no one's, no one cares. Yeah. Cause I only ever saw Hari Krishna's in one place in my life. And that was at the Florida Gators game outside of the stadium. Every fucking college football game, they would be outside singing yep. and dancing. And I'd be like, what the fuck is that? And yeah, a lot of them like, do like little hustles to make money too. They got, so they go they out and they, dance and people donate or are they trying to recruit people? So back in the day, they were always trying to recruit people, but also make money for the temple, right? So a lot of them would do things where they'd like sell like counterfeit stickers outside of concerts and, and uh, oil painting, like, like hustles. Like yeah. my parents in their 20s made like, made like a million dollars cash and literally like gave it all the temple while like oh, living Jesus. out of a fucking van and like Jesus. living like homeless people it's crazy that right? so that's culty. that's a yeah that's a little culty a yeah culty. it's it's for sure mellowed out since then yeah. like when it started it was hyper culty and then it got like super culty and then like dipped off and now it's just kind of like chill do you think it's the religion will ever disappear i don't think so mm. it's so, still very big in india oh it oh god i'm gonna sound so fucking ignorant but i didn't know that i thought it was just like hinduism Buddhism. no it's like it was a it's a type of hinduism that's very popular and it's 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 around in india but even in india i heard i haven't been but even in india other like hindus look at Hare krishna it's like well they're like intense they're stir intense yeah so but because like of, it, go ahead sorry it's like ahead. you know it's all like they're like it's like born again christians you know it's like all yeah. these white people that get really into the indian culture and stuff so right. the indian culture like all oh, these fucking honkies coming out here and like just, you with your so blue serious. eyes and your fucking military cut like yeah. butt cut showing up with your fucking neck tattoos and they're like fuck off yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so like i remember when we first met i think we were shooting a sketch or something it was like the very first time we hung out sorry let me put this puppy down Still babysitting a puppy. Uh, you told me that you were a vegetarian and that you'd never tried meat. Lifelong vegetarian. Lifelong vegetarian. And then what was the other thing you had never done? Pretty much done everything. Because, <laughs> okay. So I guess this is where it like gets interesting to me is like eventually you kind of escaped and rebelled against this cult, even though you have many siblings and your parents were still very much involved. So like, yeah, how you went to a regular high school and that is that what kind of made you go like, I got to get the fuck out of here. No, because all my siblings went to a regular high school too. Like we, it was just like after, like once I turned like 18, oh, I was still into it when I was like 18. Um, what I lived in an area that didn't have other Hare Krishnas there. So I only hung out with non Hare Krishnas and it just like slowly, it just slowly drifted. And then I just started, I don't know, just reading more books and just getting more interested in other ideas and stuff like that. And it just became like a slow gradual phase out right. thing. I was never like, I see you guys later. Just like, I never quite rebelled and left. Right. It wasn't like a, it wasn't, there was no quite event. There was just a slow drift away. Well, and you did come slow. to Hollywood and become an alcoholic. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, it's a little bit rebellious. That's yeah, that's kind of yeah. That happened like that was also a slow, gradual thing though. And when did you like get your first cell phone? Mm, I was in high school. Yeah, that wasn't like against the rules to be on social no. media or Facebook or anything. No, no. Hari Krishna's like social media because they can like. Ah, they're harnessing the pre power of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like preaching on it. Yeah. Very smart. So. Yeah. 
Something else to kind of dive into that I know a lot of people have actually asked for an episode like this is talking about your relationship with mental illness and your parents because you've opened up about your mom's mental health journey and I kind of want to like dive into that a little bit because I've had people write in because obviously I talk so much about mental health. I can't relate to what it was, what it's like to grow up with a a parental figure that has those, you know, whatever you want to call them, disorders, lifestyle choices, um, diagnosed, undiagnosed. It's very much like stuff that comes from my personal experience, but I do know that a lot of people have written in saying it would be really cool if you could interview someone who grew up and you have a pretty, like radical, I don't know if radical is the right word, but like you have a pretty gnarly radical situation with, with, uh, mental health. Yeah. I would say it's had an impact on my life. Yeah. I would would think so. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you told me, I mean, maybe you could just like kind of start with, uh, how your mom got into Hare Krishna and, you know, go from there. Yeah, I'll just kind of just briefly give my mom's story. I mean, it's, it's, I don't like that. It it was kind of put, it's been put together by other people's stories telling me. So, you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I wasn't that close, but uh, she like, she basically got into Hare Krishna. It's like when she was like uh, in high school, her older brother was kind of like a stoner kid. And he was like, Hey, you want to go check out these Hare Krishnas? He wasn't that into it. And then she went there and checked it out and she just became like super into it. Right. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and, this was like she was like in high school in New Jersey, like when like the movie Grease came out, you know, like it was like so. So she was like walking around school, like chanting, doing this Hindu stuff around fucking greasers these... and pink poodle skirts. Exactly. Wow. So it was like it's like like I mean they, they looked at her like she was a like freak, Alien. Yeah. you know? They're like they're like and she's a vegetarian back then who's vegetarian vegetarian? like yeah Yeah. what do you eat like what what the they don't even like back then they nobody even knew what fucking tofu was you know and uh she got really into it and then found out in pennsylvania four hours away there was like this like Hare krishna sort of like commune like escape that's the other reason why Hare krishna is like living in like these communities which and that's the other reason why i like it there so much is because everyone's vegetarian everyone's sober it's just like it feels like a retreat that you don't have to pay for it feels like a retreat it's also you can just be yourself Mm. you can just practice your religion without having to explain yourself to everybody you know interesting so that's it's nice Mm. so yeah anyway she got really into it and got super obsessed and got uh, also you get initiated so that's a little culty too you know yeah yes so she got initiated and you know changed her name so that's a little cult yeah the Hare Krishna's changed their names what do you mean her name was Bonnie, and then she changed her name to Bonnie Tanaya. It's a Hare Krishna Hindu name. Like, all Hare Krishnas have Indian names. What's yours? Abby Ram. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah. And but, but I just go by Abby because it's just easier. Does it feel weird that you have a very Indian name as a white dude? Yeah, I look like my name should be, like, Travis McChad <laughs> or some shit, no. right? But No, I'm going to be honest. Like, maybe five years ago I would have been, like, Chad, but I think now you're, like, a fucking, like, like a fucking Noah. <laughs> like, you're a lot better than Noah. Okay. okay. So, your mom changes her name. Yeah, and joins Hare Krishnas and gets really into it and really enjoys it and dedicates her life to the movement and raising money for the temples and living her life. And then my dad, at the same time, when he was 19, he wanted to go travel the world and then ended up 
checking out the Hare Krishna thing, got super into it. I've, That's I have a feeling, how I have a feeling he, I'm a fe- I have a feeling he was inspired by maybe a couple acid trips, some like heavy oh, acid trips, something. Nice. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to speak for him, you know? And, uh, and, and, uh, so he got really into it and they did their thing. My dad went off and was a Hare Krishna monk for his twenties. And Whoa. yeah. And then my, my, my mom was just a about Hare Krishna and I guess they met. And then I think my dad didn't want to be a monk anymore. And then cause he's they, like, I want to have sex with this lady. Yeah. And then they had kids and then, where um, do you fall in the lineup of siblings? Second. Okay. Out of how many? Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. They had three together. Okay. That's, we'll focus on that. Yeah. Okay. Older brother, younger sister. And uh, yeah, and then, you know, they had in Pennsylvania and then they moved to Canada because there's this new commune being built, but it's not like a commune. It's just they just bought a valley completely mm-hmm. remote in the middle of nowhere. And they're like, let's settle it and, you know, create our own community. So they changed here. their citizenships. Are you Canadian citizen? No, my, dad, my dad's Canadian. My mom's American. And she what about you? Canadian. I'm a dual citizen nice pretty sick Fuck yeah, pretty sick that's pretty sweet right about now huh it's never been better when everyone's never... like i'm in canada are you just getting hit up by ladies like yeah you? like in 2016 when trump won the election i tweeted on facebook that like hey i'm a canadian citizen i'm a dual citizen and got like, a lot of likes fuck? nice yeah so i want to talk a little bit about what happened when you were two with your mom okay uh so you know we at this point we're living in canada we're very much uh you know building our uh you know new life out there and then uh my mom had her first known at least you know first known uh bipolar episode Mm. and she i don't know i don't really know exactly what she was thinking or what what was going through her head but she thought she was driving the car with me and my brother and she thought it was a good idea to just just to veer off and drive into the lake for some reason just casual just casual just just drive, drive full situation. speed into the lake yeah and fortunately it was a shallow lake so mm-hmm. we uh she she managed to get us out of the car and, right. and we didn't drown which is good and then uh <laughs> is, yeah that's good yeah and you're just like she's she had you know it was just fucking you know rough day for my family you know yeah. and uh you told and me then, that was like sorry zoom lag i don't mean to keep cutting you off no 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 it wasn't like what were you saying you were telling me the other day that that was like your first memory in life that was literally my first memory in life what the fuck talk yeah, about like pretty- introduction to the world I think I'm doing pretty good at life considering <laughs> that's my first memory, you know? And you were too? I beat up on myself at the time. I'm like, oh, I'm being fucking lazy. But then I'm like, you know, my first memory is me crash. So, like, I'm going to cut myself a little slack. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want, you know. And you were obviously too young to know what the fuck bipolar mania or psychosis was. And I want to say this to the audience because this is kind of like a quick pivot, but maybe we'll throw it to a break. Hold on one second. Let's take a break. And we're back from that break. And uh, I want to categorize some things for the audience since we're talking about mania and psychosis in this episode a little bit uh, on top of the cult stuff. There is a blanket spectrum 
that I think is expanding and people kind of use terms that we're learning more about a little flippantly. And I see it a lot happening on TikTok. So I want to just for the audience, just really quickly separate what psychosis mania and hypomania is. And, you know, a lot of people think of bipolar as two people, right? Like kind of Jekyll and Hyde, like super, super highs and super, super lows. And that is kind of like the classic um, uh, unbalanced mood swings of like a bipolar diagnosis where someone tends to have what's called hypomania, which is ex- uh, a lot of energy, um, a- a super excitable, uh, good mood, spending money. You know, we tend to do reckless things. We can stay up for days. And it's noticeable, but it's not interfering with your life. And that's usually like um, a sign, like some of the first signs that people notice about someone that they're like, maybe you should go see a doctor. And then, of course, we have the, the opposite of that spectrum, which is the depression. And that's like your classic bipolar case. Now, we go a step further beyond hypomania and we go into mania. So mania is something that is disruptive of your life which is when it's ruining relationships, it's ruining your job, um, you're trying to make connections that aren't there, you're putting symbols and numbers and you're seeing things and you know sometimes even people have auditory or hallucinations in your mania. Um, that's a step further and that's like a, a rare type of uh, bipolar that I think people are like, oh, I'm being so manic and I'm like, manic is not what you're being. You're being hypomanic, but you're not being manic and then- yeah. One step beyond that is psychosis, which is the person doesn't know or acknowledge or understand their reality. And that's when you hear about the stories about, you know, the guy who supported Coney fucking 2020 or whatever that was, where he like ran in the middle of the street naked and he's talking in tongues and screaming, you know, the N word and like that's psychosis. So I just wanted to kind separate of, that. Kind of bugs me how like how everybody talks shit about that guy. It's like it's like if pe- people have like, you know, 100%. people have like people have mental disabilities they're like it they're they're the most protected uh, rightly so the most like protected taken care of people in our society Uh and then if somebody has a a disability in another Uh form look at this it's it's like it's 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 almost rewarded yeah the way people talk shit about kanye Uh, it's like every every like quote-unquote smart late night comedian will will be like oh what a fucking idiot Mm -hmm. it's like it's like you guys aren't no one fucking knows or gives room to the idea of understanding like what that actually means. And I'm, I'm loving that you called it a disability because I just learned the other day that when you're like getting hired, you are allowed to mark that you have a disability off in your resume. If you do have right. like a diagnosis. I mean, it, but I mean, it's not, you know, Nothing it's not always a disability. Yeah. Right. And I mean, and it's, and it has its benefits and, and stuff too, and it's different and it's, and it's a crazy fucking yeah. spectrum and I don't right. really know that much about it still, right. but. Well, so like kind of going back to your mom, that first incident that happened when you were two would be like a break or, you know, a psychosis. That would, yeah, that would be like mania because she was like running around naked and right. stuff like that too. Right. And it's like, so yeah, you it was... were too young to really understand what that was. And do you remember ever a time growing up that that was explained to you or how did the Hare Krishnas take it or like? Um, it never, nobody really sat me down and explained it to me. I don't mm-hmm. think now that I think about it, it just kind of, I was just like, Oh, mom's crazy. <laughs> you know, like, right. 
nobody really explained it. And then, you know, after that incident, she had, she was institutionalized, like trying to figure it out. And it kind of only got worse, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think uh, some people, if you have like episodes that are too bad, it, it only gets worse. And, right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know too much about it, but um, yeah, well, it's just it's, like. It's good that she didn't go to jail after the lake incident and that she was able to get institutionalized because that could have that tends to happen to a lot of people we see just like in today's mainstream society is like they get arrested or you know right by the police and fucking shot um but the institutionalization didn't necessarily help no no not at all literally nothing helped <laughs> She's literally only got worse. Right. I mean, I say that I don't. I don't want me to laugh at that. No, I mean, like, like you're allowed to. That's it's just your like an experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's just yeah. some some people for whatever reason they just can't come back from it. There's right. just whatever information, whatever thing they need to hear, or whatever inspiration, or whatever voice is dominant in their mind, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just they just don't get better. You know. I know other people yeah. that I know other people that had it and they're great. They don't Manage they don't need it. they don't yeah. need pills. They don't mm-hmm. need uh, anything, and they 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 just they they are just honest with themselves and work on and right. they figure it out. I think being know? like honest with yourself about it is maybe the hardest step in that process of like yeah. I know I don't think I would ever be able to admit it to myself because I would have a very hard time. I'd be very afraid of my own brain. I think, which is mm-hmm. like not cool to say because a million people live with mania and psychosis and are completely fine and successful. But um, like, how did that affect your relationship with your mom growing up? Now I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots? Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas you name it and they'll get you outfitted if you can't make it to one of their stores tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable western goods right to your door visit tacovas.com that's t-e-c-o-v-a-s.com and point your toes west confidant sober girlies are you looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year come on join me and zach on our sober journeys recess zero proof craft mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement we've recreated the cocktails you know and love like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze that's right zero proof zero compromise listeners can get 15 percent off the recess mocktail sampler at 
takearecess.com slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit Paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Oh, I mean, we never really had one. Mm. I mean, like we had like like uh, supervised visitations and mm. and things like that. And uh, uh, yeah, it was never like a. And then it became like she just was like uh, like when we were hanging, she was just like one of us. She was like one of the kids, you know. Ah, uh, yeah. So we're just like hanging out, just like one of the kids, and almost. And then it became to a point where it's like she was like she was like one of the less mature kids even, you know Jesus, what I mean? Right. And then it was like, it was, yeah, it was tough. It sucked. And you know, yeah. there'd be moments where she, she'd, uh, she'd be a little better, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. And there was just always, it was right. just, it was nonstop. Uh, um, yeah, it was never normal. Like a ticket. It only got worse. Long. Yeah. And then how yeah. does Hari Krishna view mental health and illness? Or like, do they believe in it? Or I think they're... every, I think that's an individual thing. There's no rule. There's no. Well, that's thing. good. Think... That's not culty. Yeah. I mean, it's like also like, also like fucking uh, the percentage of mentally ill people that are Hare Krishna's I think is ah. pretty high. So they what? can't really say. I mean, that's something <laughs> worth like, that's something worth talking about because so many people- i'm just guessing i'm just <laughs> guessing <laughs> well listen i just know a lot know. of crazy i just i just know a lot of uh, people yeah. are a little, a little, a little uh, uh yeah because i think yeah. like something i learned watching um the vow on hbo uh which i know i asked if you had watched and you're like no i don't want to watch culture right now because i'm like going back into it but something i learned is like very normal successful like quote regular people get involved in cult-like behavior. But I think Mm -hmm. when you add a mental distress to that of, like, you needing a support system or, like, a community to hold you accountable or something, if you don't have a community that does that, you could probably be ostracized from that. So did your mom, like, leave the community or did she go on as a Hare Krishna just not living there? No, she... Uh, the, well, that's one of the reasons why I, I drifted away from Hare Krishna's a lot, I think, is because I just, like, remember growing up, I just don't remember getting any, like, support mm. through that period, you Fuck. know? And so I was like, I was like, man, I don't know. These people, like, aren't there, aren't there for you when you need them, you know? That's, I mean, maybe they were, and I was just too young to notice, right? But that was, like, mm. that's, that's what I told myself. So I was like, I don't know. Maybe these people... Maybe there's more. ...aren't... Uh, aren't there for you when you, right. when you really need them you know so um but maybe they are yeah. i don't know yeah that well, was just my impression i think it's like that's obviously trauma you know and trauma 
manifests in everyone completely different. Like some people are able to self-regulate at the time that it happens and like get through it. And then some people repress the ever living shit out of it and can't like access it. And then, you know, that spawns as mental illness later in their life, especially with men, especially in their late twenties. Like I've seen that a lot, that, that like kind of classic story where, you find like your college bro ended up doing a stint in a mental hospital and you're like, Oh yeah, because something fucking traumatic happened to them. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I said something fucking on your podcast the other day where I was like, I'm so like proud you're doing this podcast because like you're just doing it because you're bettering yourself. You didn't have some like fucked up trauma happen. Like (laughs) someone like killed themselves. Right. And you're like, do you not remember the whole, the whole story of my upbringing? I'm like, yeah, fuck, you know, to just d- comics uh, dealing with their trauma, but yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's trauma, but I don't know. I, I didn't even, I didn't honestly, I didn't even believe trauma was a real thing until like recently. I've literally, I, I honestly didn't believe trauma was a real thing or subconscious. I literally thought, like, I thought it was just stuff people just like made up or something why <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i just didn't get it i'm I, like i'm like i was just like that's just some shit from my past how could that affect me now, now? that was yeah. like for oh, so long ago yeah how did you break that thinking pattern uh, i don't know just a little more self-reflection and a little more and a little more reading a little more books and a little more understanding of, of life that's pretty like that's pretty amazing i think it's worth noting that like you were able to change your emotional like rolodex as a young dude who's like in a town of like a lot of shitty people in a career that's like very hard and uh I, like i i'm just really impressed like when you well, when i first well, well when i yeah. when i first stopped drinking and shit like that and people say like oh you know you drink because you're like suppressing shit or whatever i'm like what are you talking about i drink because i fucking like drinking i just <laughs> like i just like the feeling of it and then i'm just like, I like being drunk you know and then after like some time would go by like some feelings would just like start coming oh like, where the fuck why where is this coming from and i'm like replaying shit from my past and stuff I'm like, what the fuck like, why is why, why am i fucking tripping about this right now and it would like affect me at the weirdest times and i'd like get like emotional and shit yeah. I'm like okay well all right looks like i gotta start working on this and then uh spending time alone in nature is pretty good with that too and it's just like you and your thoughts and you can't have any cell reception or anything you just like really reflect and just like you know you, you're you, you explore your mind a little bit and thoughts just come up and stuff that's put away and you get to really like face that shit yeah so Tell Which me made I- me think like, oh, okay, like the f- immediate thoughts that are floating around in my brain. There's more layers to this shit. Right. Like, where do they come from? How are they shaped? How does yeah. it, like, why is my thinking informed the way it is? But like, I think there's something special about your brain because you were clearly someone who like recognized his environment, saw where he wanted to change or adapt or die. And you, you moved on from that. Yeah. Like, well, when I was in my early twenties, like I was like, you know, my whole, I've, my whole life there wasn't like a moment where I was like numbing something out where I was either drinking or smoking a cigarette or eating some food or like working out or just distracted you know there's there's zero seconds of the day that it just wasn't distracting myself with something right and I didn't I didn't think anything but then I saw this vision of my I don't know what happened but I just like 
one day I just kind of saw this vision of myself of just somebody who like wasn't didn't drink or didn't smoke and was like very healthy like physically and emotionally just like and I just saw that and I'm like and and I was like I, I want that and I don't know what it was but that idea came and I've just stumbled towards that ever since and I'm still far from but I like always slowly progress towards that yeah I mean I think like considering what you've been through that's like a a pretty miraculous way of of having thought like whether well, that's vision the, uh, or manifesting or well that's the other thing too it's like is is uh you can go through anything because a lot of people go through anything and the, the, it's actually all right how do i say this in by a nice way it's like it's like <laughs> you don't have to say it's like it's, <laughs> it's like if so, if something's someone else's fault or like someone it's mm-hmm. like it's like like it's it's your job to get it's not their job mm. and it's like and if you're if you have a resentment towards someone or some mm. shit it's actually it's your your you're doing a disservice to you and them and everyone involved mm. and everybody in your life if you mm. hold on to that shit so do you find your did you find yourself at all resenting your parents for bringing you up in the Hare krishna um at times, but it was honestly pretty dope growing up in Krishna. I actually really liked it. I always say that about Florida. I know it's not comparable at all, but I'm always like, I had no idea Florida was so fucked up and my upbringing was not usual until I left. And everyone was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like how many, I, you have to, every time you tell your story, you probably have to like tamper people's expectations. Yeah, I can't, it, it took me, I took me forever. I never even talked about it on stage or anything for my first like seven years. It's like, oh, it's whoa. so, it's just so impossible to describe like mm-hmm. what it was like. But, it, and I used to talk shit, but honestly it was so dope growing up at Krishna because we lived in this fucking beautiful valley in the middle of nowhere. And like, mm-hmm. we had like our own kind of like, it was just like our own thing, you know, it's like, it's like, even the kid, the whole world's like your playground. Right. It's like, even though, even though it was like dysfunctional, it was like one kind of big, goofy family and you know you could you could you could just walk into anybody's house and you know and if it was lunchtime they'd feed you you know what i mean like it was like it was like it was pretty dope that's sweet yeah so i mean i guess i i want to ask about like what happened with your mom um she moved back to new jersey to to be with her family and uh just never got better you know just you know would always you know every now and then would just have some incident would get a little better and then get worse and then get better and get worse and just got on she was like just unhealthy just like it her her expectation of reality and her life and and just nothing worked out i think it eventually got to her and i think i think uh she was just still trying to they're trying to figure out some sort of medication she'd be on and off and she'd take some stuff and it would affect her differently and it was mm-hmm. just like it's just like yeah, that shit was just they couldn't figure it out and then she eventually she just one one day she just uh, decided to take her own life jesus yeah that's like no punchline for that no 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 it's horrible yeah and you were yeah 19 17 i was 17. in high school i was like in grade 12 it was like four days before christmas oh. she had jumped and jumped in front of the new york subway like oh my like, god i don't think i yeah. knew that yeah i didn't know that i didn't know that until like years later really yeah how the fuck did you find out uh her death certificate how did you find that i needed it to get a passport 
Whoa. So you, yeah. okay. I'm just piecing puzzle pieces together. So you, so you, you know, had lost contact with your mom at that point, like the relationship was severed and then you go to get a passport cause you're a dual citizen and they need to. No, 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 no. I didn't lose contact. And we never fully lost contact. We talk on the phone every now and then. I just didn't know that's how she died. Oh, oh Jesus. Okay. I was like, wait, how long did you go? Not no, knowing? I just didn't, I just, I didn't know. No, I just didn't know that specific ah, detail, detail. About so i thought she just told? jumped in front of the train well i knew she jumped in front of the train i just didn't know it was a new york subway which is just Jesus. seems more dramatic <laughs> happy that's like so you you knew that she took her own life and um yeah, yeah no like i was I, we went to the yeah. funeral like we yeah. me and my siblings uh, got on a plane and went to the funeral wow. i'm still like her her immediate family i'm still like super close with they're like the yeah. greatest people ever and i learned early on when i started this podcast i had a, an episode with a girl who talked about her um her relationship to suicide and i learned that it's the proper way to say it is is that they died by suicide they don't you don't say they like committed suicide you say they died by suicide because often the people who are in the state of like that uh whatever it, emotional state oh yeah, yeah yeah are it's usually not like them fully oh that's a better way to say it actually yeah well it didn't come from me like they are a victim of that right. it's not like it's not like they made right. the choice yeah. exactly and like i don't know my cousin died by suicide a few years ago i've never really talked about it but it was like pretty fucked up it was pretty fucked up i mean like oh it's always fucked up it's always yeah, so fucked fucked. up. and there's no way yeah. to, to to talk about it without being like yeah there's and then there's always the guilt like oh what if i did this what if i called more what if i like oh my you know, god the phone? Yeah. like you know so it took me like a long time to deal with that shit too yeah and and like i'm like oh what if i yeah what if i made more of an effort you know what right. if i you know what if i called yeah. one more if i called one more time would it be different you know what i mean like that type of shit 100 percent. and like you yeah. know my cousin had kids who you know we're very close with and I had a really hard time understanding how someone, you know, could do that when they have kids. And something like one of the doctors told us after it happened was that like, that's kind of what he was explaining to us was like, when, when their brains have decided like, okay, I'm going to do this act. It's not them any longer. And you can either catch them in that state and stop it or, or it's going right. to happen. And I think that that gave me like a little bit of peace because otherwise you're just mad. Mm -hmm. I was just Yeah, like, my friend, my friend Brody Stevens, who took his life a couple of years ago, like oh, I yeah, did a show with him in Long Beach like a week before. And wow. after the show, he was like, hey, you want to ride home? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm going to ride with someone else because I didn't want to talk about politics or something. And then I'm <laughs> just like, oh, like, what if I rode with him? And what if yeah. he like talked about it? Maybe, you know, like we could have yeah. seen it. I mean, either way you spin it, like, it's a traumatic thing and it affects you, whether, you know, I'm not you personally, but like it, it affects the person that that's right. still here. And um, that's also like a pretty tender age to deal with that kind of emotional yeah. trauma because you're already a fucked up teenager with a, hormones and emotions, like trying to figure out. Who yeah. I mean, maybe not you. You sound like you were pretty chill and dope, but. Um, did that have any impact on the decision to leave the Krishnas was after your mm, mom? Not really. 
No, no. It's just it was just a natural progression. I just I just wasn't that interested in it, to be honest. Mm. I was just like a young, dumb fucking idiot. I want to get fucking drunk and I want to just fucking work out. It was just like a fucking dumb bro for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were. I, I always thought you were quite nice. I never put you in the category of like problematic white dude. Like I, I haven't heard any fucking me too stories about you so that's well that's good and that's truly saying something in the world of fucking bro comedy in hollywood like well i mean i was i worked at the comedy store for so long that like when every person at the comedy store got me too i'm like i'm like jesus i'm like i shouldn't tell people i work there well yeah because you're automatically going to be grouped in or you're going to be called out for not calling it out more because i think that was another issue that like i had a problem with when all that shit was happening with crystalia was like other comics weren't stepping up being like, oh, yeah, we, like, joked about this, that he, you know, slept with underage girls all the time. Like, they were like, oh. what? No. I'm I, like, I mean, I didn't know anyone who knew that, but. I know motherfuckers that you know that knew that. <laughs> but well, anyway, that's, that's right. a podcast for a different time. Um, let's get back to your trauma. Uh, okay, so, huh. you're, so you're going back to your cult. Yeah. Go on. I'm going back to my call. Uh, I just, well, I, I'm back. I never left. Go on. Um, I, I was there all summer and it was awesome. So why, what was the decision to go back? Uh, LA lockdowns was fucking right. pissing me off. And so I was like, I'm going to go to Canada and because they kind of had COVID under wraps for the summer. So I went there and I fucking lived it up and I did stand up. And then I went back to visit because my stepbrother was building a cabin out there and then uh i just like loved it out there that's why you like got fun. like really nature boy i got yeah i got well i was getting pretty nature boy before that but like i just thought it was so much fun and uh um, you're like why did i ever leave this place <laughs> yeah exactly no i wasn't like why did i ever leave this place but i was like oh, i should i should have visited this place more and it felt like uh like COVID didn't even exist up there. And it was just was like- Was there it's any like, cases in the community or the commune or anything? No, wow. No. Well, I guess I, like- Thank God, I feel like if there was, it would just rip through. Right, right. And like your family's still there's there. a lot of old, no, my family lives in Vancouver, but there's a lot of old people that live there. Oh, I thought your, so your family, none of your family lives where back where you're going in like a few no. weeks? Oh. No. So it's just yeah. friends. Just friends. So, like, right. how do we reckon with this? Because the other thing about, like, if you go listen to Abby's uh, podcast that I did episode, uh, we talk about this, like, amazing transformation you've been having this year. And I think it's happening for a lot of people during COVID. And I think it's something that the confidants have talked about before. That's what we call our listeners, by the way, the confidants, uh, where they sometimes feel bad that they're thriving right now or, like, I think it's a beautiful thing that the pandemic has, like, given people time to work on themselves. And you've kind of gone through this amazing transformation of realizing what's important to you in your life. And, you know, you can go listen to that episode to hear your deeper explanation on it. But, like, how do we, as your friends, not worry uh, that you're going – like, shouldn't we be worried? Shouldn't I be calling someone? Well, you shouldn't be worried. But we're not – You shouldn't be worried because, like, I've already – like, you shouldn't be worried because, like, I already gave them my money and they're, like, managing it and, like – and like, and I have like a lot of commitments. And when I'm up there, like Shut I'm, wor- I'm, I'm working. I wake up at four thirty. No. I, I, I plow the field. Do you I work, actually? I, and the, I scrub the kitchen. Abby. I pray for three hours a day. You're fucking with me. <laughs> yeah. So it's you're going back to like the chill spot where it's not like hurting anyone. I'm renting. A, I'm. Yeah, I got my own cabin in the woods. I got internet. It's fucking sweet. There's snow everywhere. I got friends that live like. 
have a pickup truck and yeah. Uh, and uh yeah we're gonna go shoot it's gonna guns. be cold man it's gonna be cold as fuck so i guess like we've already been talking for 51 minutes which is crazy and it's past one so i know i have to let you go but how fucked up or not fucked up would you give like a ranking to growing up in a cult uh having kind of like a traumatic uh mental health uh relationship with your mom and then being who you are now uh did all of that should affect you <laughs> rank, on a scale of one to ten rank your trauma scale well the first thing i gotta say is i wouldn't change a thing everything is has has worked out wow. right Dope. and and uh and that's just the way life is and when you look backwards, you connect the dots, and because of that, I'm like this good person. Nah. And I'm not ha- I'm, I, uh, happy. You know, I it it forced me to work on myself. I don't know. I treat people well, and you I are and, very kind. you know, and uh, so it's good. You know, this podcast has a huge audience in Canada. Fuck yeah! I think sometimes on some episodes, the there's more downloads in Canada than America. Oh, that's amazing. What up, Canadians? I don't know why. Maybe I just vibe with them better. I've only been a few times, but it sounds like they're they're good peoples, but I don't know. Pretty sweet. And and you're single. Maybe if there's some Canadian ladies listening to this, they can go find you on your farm this this winter. Yeah, ladies, I got 70 pounds of dried lentils, um, cooking oils. Uh, I have a I'm cabin. Now. I have a pickup truck. Uh, if anything goes wrong, if the world starts coming to an end, well, I know the I know the backlogging roads so we can nice. we can avoid danger. This sounds hot, um, like an action movie, like Bird Box or some shit. Yeah, I'm ready for like some Mad Max shit out there. Oh, yeah. Man. All right. Yeah. All right. Well. Abby, thanks so much for just like casually talking about your trauma. And I hope the confidants know that like we've already talked about all of this off camera. So again, I apologize if I was so like casual about, you know, bringing up so much shit. But I think it's your uh, point of view of it is so inspiring. And I think it's actually going to help a lot of people kind of think about the way that they look at their stuff. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Tell people where they can find you more and, and where your podcast is. Uh, Instagram at Abby Roberge, A-B-B-Y-R-O-B-E-R-G-E. Um, podcast, Big Strong Boycast. Look out for that. Um, if you're looking to, if you live in Los Angeles, you're looking to start your own podcast. I have oh, a yeah. studio. It's called Naro's Podcast. I can help you get that started. What's it called? Um, Naro's Podcast. Melrose. I thought you said Naro's. And I was like, the Mel- fuck is Naro's? Melrose okay. Podcast. Got it. And um, yeah. And listen to your podcast when it premieres. Follow you on Instagram to get the premiere date. Fuck yeah. Okay, Abby. Have fun this winter. Please like text every now and then so I know you're good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will. All right, buddy. All right, Coffee Don, that's it for this All week. Right. Don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on iTunes. And if you're going to rate it anything less than five stars, please don't because I'm very sensitive. You can free it on my book. Don't fucking panic. Actually, it should be out by now by the time you're listening to this. And we will see you next week. Bye, Coffee Don. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.